so the, the title of the podcast kind of gives away what we're going to talk about, but I'll, I'll rattle off a little bit about uh, Hickson before we get started. So, uh, you know, we just trained with Jack. Jack Topper was just in. He was on the podcast. It was super awesome. Like two days before he came to do the podcast, he had lunch with Hickson. I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but um, there was a lot of stuff that Jack and I talked about while he was here that just like I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not, and but really cool stories. Jack's uh, always down to uh, to chat and always a great conversation. But I used to live in a time where there were no Hicks and Gracie instructionals, videos, anything. Like, I remember he came back and he put out this um, <coughs> Budo videos bridge, like the actual way to do a bridge and roll escape, and it blew everybody's minds. So uh, Budo Jake from Budo Videos, that's like the YouTube channel that Rolled Up comes on. I always refer new students to that because, like, there's a little documentary mini-series on jiu-jitsu, like Kurt Osiander, Andre Galvao, those are uh, Alliance New York, uh, Marcelo Garcia, those are some of my favorites. But they're this little, like, hour-long jiu-jitsu documentaries, super legit. Um, so <clears throat> they did BJJ versus Cancer on Jack Toffer and then they have like a little podcast type uh, show called This Week in BJJ, similar to like what I'm doing. This will be my second jujitsu unraveled. So we're going to be reviewing a uh, Hicks and Gracie seminar that just happened yesterday or well, it was just uploaded. Let's see what the actual date was. Yeah, it just happened yesterday in Tokyo and uh, I will uh, read the formal description. Uh, published on February 12, 2018, at the Hicks and Gracie Cup 2018 Komazawa Olympic Park Gymnasium, and this uh, seminar happened February 11, 2018. So there are two, and Jack mentioned these seminars, and you gotta kinda almost be a Hickson nerd to know about them, but he did two seminars in 93 that made it on the internet and uh, on YouTube, and one's from Chicago, one's from Hawaii, and they're both like three hours long. I've watched them both several times. And then, as you know, <clears throat> I just, um, so I'm, audience-wise, I'm sitting here with Rob. Rob was on the podcast. Um, he is our in-house massage therapist and all-around uh, great friend of the gym. So he's here, uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna watch this seminar and kind of review it, but... <clears throat> So the we went to the Hicks and Gracie experience, Cora and I and Caleb and Jack were all there um, in this last July. And that's where Hickson got promoted to red belt, which I'll tell you an ironic story is he is not wearing his red belt right there on the TV. He has got his coral belt on, which is a red and black belt. So <clears throat> we, get, um, we get to Vegas. We go to the seminar for the first day. He gets promoted to red belt. Ironically, while I'm drilling with him, there's 200 people there. He picks me out of the crowd, probably just because Jack introduced me to him earlier. And uh, Jack's done several privates with him. He's trained tons of hours. With, I mean, not tons, but I mean, a lot of hours with him ever since Hickson got back. So like Hickson's um, unfortunately had a son that passed away like over 10 years ago. I don't know the exact date named Hoxton Gracie. And then Hickson kind of went off the grid after that. Uh, Gabe Crone his black belt left the United States, went back to Brazil. He and his wife got a divorce and he like just disappeared and then comes back like way more Yoda than when he left. And it like reportedly didn't even train a whole lot during that time. His Not eight ruptured. Connected. Yeah. Yeah. He has eight ruptured disc in his back. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've heard stories that he has had like issues with like having to rely on opiates and stuff in the past. And I mean, maybe he still does. I don't know, but 
his uh his body is jacked up and i mean you know he was fighting i tell this to everybody because i'm real i'm a real big hickson and henzo fan but in terms of after that i'm not not big time into um gracie jiu-jitsu i'm into those guys as gracie Mm jiu-jitsu particularly hickson's so hickson comes back starts teaching at crohn's that's when jack starts to train with him and uh Jack, like I said, has been fortunate enough to be able to do some privates with him. And that seminar in July where he got promoted to Red Belt, which he does not wear, is when I was fortunate enough to get to train with him for the first time. So the first day was three hours and no video, no nothing, except for boom, Bam comes walking in, Hori and Gracie, uh, Hoyler, Fabio Santos, Pedro Sauer, Fabricio Verdum, and Cobrina in the entourage. I mean, these all these, like, there's this one... Um, one red belt there that I don't even know who he was. He didn't speak any English. He apparently like came up under Elio and maybe taught in the original academy. Uh, but there was just the who's who of jujitsu walks in, and then Hickson's like, "Oh, you know, I can't accept this belt." So, and, like on the video, you see, I'm I'm in the navy blue gi. I'm drilling with him when he gets promoted. Like when they walk in, and I, like I was like, he's out there like using me to explain the move and having me do the move on him, and I feel stupid, and. Then I like uh, like I hear somebody be like, "Hey Hickson, are you sure?" And uh, and I'm just like, "Who would say that to Hickson crazy right are now, dude?" Sure? Yeah, and like like, are you sure about that technique? It's like, who the fuck is talking during the Hickson Gracie seminar? What was Hori and Gracie, the guy that started fucking UFC, the very first UFC? Uh, so like I tell people this about Hickson, it's like Hickson was fighting the t- documentary Choke is one of the top documentaries on YouTube. Uh, one year and it's uh, it's like an hour and a half long I turn all my new students onto it but like at the time where Ho- Hoist was fighting in the UFC it's because like that was beneath Hickson Hickson in their mind was doing way better shit I've been bagging on the Bellator Grand Prix tournament because back in um, this 1995 fight that Hickson fights in Japan it was a it was a fucking eight-man heavyweight tournament in one night not one year one night you know what I'm saying? Like people are getting hurt and still having to fight. Like there's a guy named Yuki Nakai that fought in that um, organization and in that eight man tournament and Hickson ends up fi- beating him in the finals. And I'll tell you a funny story r- reportedly, but like that guy's blind today because he, he was fighting. Uh, I think I can't remember the guy's name, but this guy fought in, I think he even fought Hoist in the very first UFCs. He's a French kickboxer and he was stomped like Yuki Nakai is like a leg locker in this. And, and like, that's what he's going for. And what he, he finished, I believe he finished one of the fights with in these, um, in pride, it's kind of like pride style fights are in a ring and it's in Japan, but it's in 95. And this guy's blind today from getting stomped in the skull by this, um, uh, really tall, pasty white French dude. So Yuki Nakai, look look into him. He's super legit. Um, so like the funny story is like in the finals, Hickson is fighting him, and like that, like they told him they're like, "Don't you disgrace the family by hitting this man?" Like type of a deal because he was like so like the dude was so much smaller and he's so fucked up. His eye was like just not even there, just like a a mass, like just like hematomaed out, like probably just broken orbital bone and who knows what else going on. So, and I, I had a friend that cracked his orbital bone, uh, Mark Barber. And like, it was a major issue. Like he would look up and it would like cause a migraine, you know, like it would hang in like, like a bone on nerve type issue. I think like, I don't know, but 
anyway, so they were just like, don't you hit him. And like, I want to say Hickson hit him a couple of times from out. And like, they were just like, you know, just cause it's like, an, like trying to be honorable about it, I guess. I don't really, I'm like, dude, we're in a, we're in a fight. But the, the whole thing was, and like Hickson's, I've heard him say this on different seminars and things. It's like, he doesn't really just hit the pads. Like we did in kickboxing tonight, you know, we did cross at cross at cross hook. We're setting up clinches and kicks and he's a grappler. He's trying to, I mean, Jack even mentioned that when I was joining with him at the seminar, fortunately got to get like six hours on the mat with him while he was here. And, uh, he mentioned that he's like, you know, like he's trying, he's not trying to hit people going in. Like he's trying to clinch counter, get him down, get in positions where he can hit and can't get hit. That's the coolest thing about all of Hickson's jiu-jitsu that I've learned, whether it was from that seminar or from Jack, because I've been fortunate enough to go to, I mean, Jack's been to my school four times. I trained with him a couple of times in Cali, twice in Memphis. He taught that seminar before my wedding. Did you get to come to that? I did. Oh, dude. What did you think? I loved pretty much every seminar you posted. I've tried to get people to pick up on this, man. Very just enlightened. It's, it's easy to come in and be yourself. You see a lot of people that are honest about their fight experiences, like Eric's story about kicking homeboy in the face, like one of the top kickboxers in the world. Yeah. And uh, when the dude smiled at him, he was like, all right, that's not all right, you know? And, uh, and from my perspective as a therapist, just little injuries that people have, you know, had or things that like Derek hosting, I've definitely appreciated the uh, experience, you know, with, some of the top people in the world, bro. Like this table right here. <clears throat> yeah, um, you're sitting in the same spot that Jack just sat in. Yeah. <clears throat> I've and there's going to be a ton of massage next to this table. Yeah, you have. Yeah. Straight. Real talk. This used to be in the conference room. Yeah. Now it's a podcast table. It's an super room. legit podcast table, might I add. And uh, your party was legit at your wedding. It was yeah, down home. It was, man. Festival. Jack, for, right. for those of you who don't know, Jack Toffer, again, I mentioned he's BJJ versus cancer. He um, is a great friend of mine and taught um, taught a seminar uh, and came in for my wedding and in the seminar uh, he, all the all the money we just took donations for it like we had like a a minimum per head or whatever but he just donated all of it to Cora and I and then we used that to pay for like our entire honeymoon so it was super super kind of him to do that um, so very thankful i kind of mentioned it on the podcast the other day when we were talking but i don't think um i don't think the audience would have known what i was talking about i think he knew what i was talking about but um that's another thing about uh we kind of got into drinking a little bit of crown royale on the podcast and it's a great time though it was uh you know jack's a great dude and uh i've been fortunate it's crazy i've kind of told you all the all the crazy coincidences that led me to being in that room uh, for the Hicks and Gracie seminar. Cause like when I got into Hicks and Gracie when I was a white belt and like making horrible life choices um, at the time just wasn't, didn't have real direction. And like Mike page, one of my best buddies in the whole world was in my wedding, turned me on to choke like on his couch one day. And I was just like, bam, dude, like I knew right then I was like, I'm going to stick with jujitsu. Like this, what this is, I'm going to do this. You know, it was like seeing that part of the culture and that level of how he displays in that documentary is why I kept, um, kept pursuing jujitsu. I just, why, and I got my blue belt not too long after that. And it just was a super motivating, like I tell, I tell everybody I can about choke because it was such a positive thing for my life. So 
and it's crazy too. Like I tell people this about Jack. I just mentioned how much time I spent with him. We're only spending four hours with Hickson. So we did that one seminar. There's no video of it other than the promotion, which I, which awkwardly Hickson would not accept. And that's why he's not like, and then he kind of finally accepts it and puts it on. There's a picture hanging. I got a picture in that closet right there. There's a picture hanging up in the gym with Cora and I, and he's wearing his red belt. And that's like the only day he's ever wore it. Hmm. So he's like, I'm going to put this in the safe. And like, it got to the point where it was awkward. Like Hoyler um, and uh, Horian were both. And then like that guy was uh, speaking in Portuguese and they're like translating it for him and be like, dad would have wanted it this way. Like is basically what they're saying. And it's like, you know, and in my and in pretty much anybody's mind in the jujitsu community, I and like you know, if you don't agree with this, then you know, go fuck yourself or whatever. But uh, never was anyone more deserving of a of a of a red belt than that guy. Mm-hmm. He is he is the epitome. It's like I don't even know anybody that you know really would disagree with the fact that Hickson is the greatest of all time. Like Jack told some stories on the podcast of him rolling with like high, high level black belts. And I've heard other stories that he didn't tell that he, that he told me or from other people. It's like, he's 58 with like eight ruptured discs in his back. Like, I mean, he's out of his prime. He's like, he said, this at the seminar I went to. He said, I'm a fraction of um, what I once was physically, but I'm more than I've ever been in jujitsu, you know? So, dude is just enlightened on another level. Is the concept of yin. It's the female passive earth creative energy. So, jitsu is learning about pacificity, I guess. Yeah, you know, some Japanese translations on that word would be like pliability, yielding, giving giving way. um, Accepting. Yeah. Flowing. which i'm gonna do um i just got some artwork done by nick for a vlog for the gym and i'm gonna be talking about training with jack on the first vlog and um one thing that that's fascinating there's there's three or you know four i guess you could say uh really big concepts that jack has taught me that he kind of implemented from hickson and they they all kind of interplay but one is is like connection mm-hmm. and from all positions from standing from on the ground um and and all of these kind of are similar distribution of weight uh the middle yeah. torque generation understanding where your connection is where you generate torque where your opponent is uh, basing off of like generating their own torque and basically who just knows where the other person is going first but um, Sharpie did something tonight that you know Willie does and Jeff Punicello back in Arizona did, and that's basically, you know, you get your base when someone's kind of on top of you, more a side mount, and instead of turning into them and fighting to get that knee under and removing your hands from you know protecting yourself, you connect with your forearm, your bicep, your shoulder, get your hip into where your core is strong and plant strong on your feet. And then you shoot that arm straight up, and you kind of you almost let yourself snaky move, but you come you generate off of your foot ultimately, but you're fully connected all the way through your arm, and you end up generating like Thomas Myers. If you ever look into anatomy trains, anyone out there, uh, you create myokinetic lines of force, and you end up using what's called the lateral line, and you kind of. You know, Jack was talking about that in the seminar, and I want to say that, like, Dring was like, oh, this is what this is called, or whatever, a kinetic chain. Yes, kinetic chains. I've been very, and Derek Huddleston also, who you brag on. Yeah, Derek, uh, yeah, Derek was just texting me the other day from from chiropractor school. He's doing cool. 
yeah, so I've been very fortunate as a nobody to only see this in my jujitsu career. Yeah, man, I like I only I only got trained to take some for four total hours, and those concepts I mentioned, connection, the middle, distribution of weight, which concepts that Jack taught me, are so evident in all of the stuff that he does. And I've heard, um, it, like, too, po like posture, like how his how his postural alignment is, and all of his techniques and positions. That's kind of like the fourth concept, and it's like none of the concepts really exist without the other concepts. Yeah, you know, breathing, and that's why when we breathing too, his breathing is so inspiring. We'll have to throw up that video of him breathing on choke here in a minute if you hadn't seen it. When I look at my jujitsu friends who uh, either excelled more at wrestling or football, soccer, some kind of you know sport outside of jujitsu, when they were in teenage years and then came into jiu-jitsu or people who got into trouble and ended up coming up more into, you know, finding what you were describing. And I have a home in jiu-jitsu. Like, I know the people around me. I trust the people around me. It is. A, it's a super uh, unique community. Yeah, it is. Uh, one of the boys on Dring's team called it a social litmus test, Master Danny Dring. Uh, he, uh, he said it, you know, clear as day. So his name is Nathan's Derek's boy, actually, rugby team. All right. Yeah, I think I met that guy. I think he he came sure for the uh, yeah came for the movement seminar. So um, okay, I'm going to um, I'm actually going to take notes while we watch this, dude. Man, uh, so okay, so we're gonna we're gonna hit play on the seminar now. This is 52 minutes 46 seconds. Uh, again, Hicks and Gracie workshop in Tokyo 2018. If you haven't uh, check out those Hawaii and Chicago seminars. Uh, if you want to do some private lessons, particularly on Hickson techniques, all of the techniques that Jack teaches are Hickson techniques. Um, so Hickson's kind of starting off with like some uh, like a yoga type warm up. Yeah, and on that scorpions, the Graces have given us great breathing videos online. Check out their breathing and understand what we talked about actually Scientology and. Uh, you know, Mormons, a lot of ancient Easterns believe the same thing. And not only that, but when we look at somato-emotional connection in our body, there is a neurological loop. There's feedback back from our muscles and our body back to our mind also. So what we look at is pools of energy and different things like, for instance, your right shoulder is a little bit of defense and control, freedom of expression. Maybe your left hip would be more like fertility. You're kind of in touch with the earth and uh genuine like genuine genuine creativeness you know your ultimate deep creativeness uh, sense of self so i understand where people are coming from but when you look at in fact what we talked about with the uh, scientific revolution and how it played off of the church some things did actually um be outlawed by the church such as breathing yoga yeah there were things defined clearly so uh hickson has this microphone thing going they met they had him do that so he has a japanese translator i've heard that he speaks uh so they're doing a bowing i heard he speaks japanese portuguese and english and his english is really good like i didn't he didn't really have any weird sentences or anything i mean Probably he spoke english. Californian, right? yeah i mean in a big way 
I sound like Eric Strada. I'm most legitimately the legitest man in the world. For real. He is, dude. He is. He's like, there's a lot of people that will talk shit about things Hickson has to say, but no one talks shit about <laughs> he Hickson's said sit, ability. And everyone says, man, watching Grandmaster Lee from ATA, who I've had the privilege of working on before he got promoted, watching an entire arena of people stand and cheer for him, the way it echoes and builds. See, it's just a great time to be alive because, like I mentioned, like that Bridge and Roll video, I think came out like maybe almost three years ago on Buddha videos, where um, it was like it was like a this it was like a four part thing where he showed a little bit of connection, showed a few things, and I mean, like Hickson's jujitsu is just unique. It is it is totally different than anyone else's. It implements the yoga, it implements the breathing, the the principles I talked about earlier. And you see all of those techniques running, or all of those principles running through his techniques. You don't understand how special you are related to the rest of the world, is what he just said. See if, if we got a time so like you guys you can sync up with us. Um, look in here. We are three minutes, 30 seconds into Hicks and Gracie Workshop, Tokyo 2018. I actually just found out about this because Jack shared it on his Facebook page. Plus, oh, today I got um, I got the War Tribe Hicks and Gracie self-defense unit gi in. He's just come out with um, an instructional. Like, so now he's like never had any any content. And like now there's like the, we're watching a seminar. Like, so the second seminar I went to in Vegas they put up online. It's like 20 minutes on YouTube. It's the Maya super show. And, um, there's some, you, in the promotional video and in the video on that, you see Cora and I like in, uh, we Facebook lived it in our force of life group. You can watch it there too. But, um, so that seminar made it up. Then he did the Hicks and Gracie cup in Albany and that they, the jujitsu times put that video up and then Pedro sour Facebook lived it. So it's, um, it's a great time to be alive if you're a Hicks and Gracie fan because, like, what we're watching right now, that's just another. And then he put out some clips of the self-defense unit. I don't think it came out yet. Like, I'm, I'm on the pre. Like, I've signed up to buy it whenever it comes out. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. And that's one thing that Jack kind of starts his seminars off with, like self-defense. You could say self-defense techniques. It's like from like the old school Gracie self-defense katas. A lot of the moves are in the judo, but the. It's a it's an obscure judo, and the details are so great. I mean, like it, some of the throws, some of the more obscure throws that went away in judo because of, um, they're illegal in in IJF Olympic judo, like Sukanagi and uh, Uranagi, um, oh, Surigoshi. And that there, there was some throws that I did in my Shodan testing that I didn't even understand until I went and trained with Hickson and learned like hip connection from standing at the July seminar. And it just changed everything. And like, I was able to pull off the two throws, you Surigoshi and Surigoshi, these two hip throws when someone's like trying to hip throw you. And like, it just made me like, I don't want to say unthrowable, but my base, like, doubled like mr dean who like i have a lot of respect for is my original and, and is my judo instructor original judo instructor is former green beret great dude he um and he's my my, my instructor caleb's dad yep. 
in a natural uh, healer too. Yeah, he he was like, um, "You're enlightened now about this uh, this particular you idea, understand. the hip connection." Yeah, and I was like, "I don't, yeah, I don't know why, just this way he taught it, and the stuff that I've learned from Hicks and the stuff that I've learned from Jack is just it's on another level." Like, and you what can they make it's, yourself three hundred you know 400 pounds it's incredible. yeah i mean it's it well it recontextualizes uh, it recontextualized everything i'd ever learned like it's not like so like jack taught me how to use posture and guard for example or um how to uh, break posture when you have guard like both of those concepts but it's like those are concepts i've been dancing around and thought i knew and had been learning since i was a white belt two groups students and teachers that's something opposite of he's probably going to say something else but. yeah we hadn't really been paying attention hickson's just kind of talking to the crowd right now and he's got a japanese translator um so everything's taking a little longer that's probably probably about like the martial arts super show so we're seven minutes in right now 701 of a 52 minute 46 second seminar yeah, I'm surprised to hear him define the teacher and student because that is something that every gym that I've been to has kind of taught the opposite, that every student is a teacher and every teacher is a student. So. First concept they're talking about is base. And he's pulling a purple belt out. Like, he, he would pull all sorts of ranks out. And some of the people he pulled out the second day uh, at the Maya seminar were, like, just traditional martial artists that were there for this uh, martial arts super show had never even done jiu-jitsu. Wild. That's amazing. Some Bruce Lee stuff. Could you imagine being in that moment, bro? It blow your mind. You're staring at Hicks and Grace. I was in that moment, dude. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, it is. It's it, it's like I mean, I try not to like I, talk about it too much, but it, it just I mean, what were the odds? And then it just it changed my whole life. Like I mean, I tell people yeah. that all the time too. It's like spent like four hours with that guy in two days, and it changed everything for me. It like totally changed my trajectory and path and the way I thought about everything. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it's like the first, like, not even even more so than this, but like the first time I went to Worlds, like, I just knew that that was like a going to be a profound impact on me yeah. because I saw like, I saw the height of sport jujitsu and, you know, like. The, I think anytime you witness greatness, it changes. You. It does. Uh, it does. I totally agree. Like that. And it, it's a strange concept, dude, but putting you like in a position like that physically just to be there like on some level is incredible bro like there's a friend that helped me establish my career out here and he wanted to weigh 175 i think it was and french press 325 15 times and Damn. yeah when he achieved that bro blew my mind but yeah things like that um, people are capable of super great things like i had one of my kids the other day before we even worked out i made him do 100 squats 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups and i was like yeah yeah you never thought you could do that and and then we did a workout after that 
<laughs> so uh, Hickson's talking about what to do with your hands from standing right now. Insert Ricky Bobby joke here. <laughs> but he always kind of goes over that. And then so those old school Hawaii and um, uh, Chicago seminars, he kind of goes over the same thing. Like he, he has a really simple operating system and shows some cool counters to people grabbing you, people pushing you, people trying to pick you up. That's one thing, like how he does his base, like, and I saw him do this on the Albany. It's like he'll he'll try and double you, he'll try and single you, he'll try and osoto you, he'll try and uh, do all of the uh, sukanagi, pick you up from the back. And I, I taught even taught some of this stuff to the kids. I think it's it's jujitsu for all people, is what I've been telling everyone. Yeah, jujitsu is the nature of pacificity. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I am. Pacificity, right? pass, passive, pacificity. Yeah, I believe I am. Yeah, but man. It, he is. He showed. So I, I think he showed some of the same stuff in uh, in both the seminars. He showed a counter to Soto Gori, just that outside leg throw, and like this. He said this purple belt has no idea what to do. And like I, if he was doing this to me right now, and like he he sh asked me like yeah, this like a couple relax, of things relax. from uh, Jack seminar that I because I did a Jack seminar in Memphis three weeks before, and Jack had just done a private lesson with Hickson before that seminar, wow. and a lot of the same things that Hickson showed at his seminars. I'd done with Jack and he showed a lot of the same things that, you know, my girlfriend was there for that seminar. I, I believe she's been to a few of them that, you know, it's just these amazing people, you know? Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of Jack Toffer? I mean, it's just like coming to Arkansas. Like he happened to come to Arkansas, go to, um, go to Northwest Arkansas and, uh, like go do a class or whatever at, um, Inferno. And little does he know, like, like, Mike is there who showed me choke and how big a Hickson fans we are. And we're just like, what you've been on this week in BJJ. We watch that show all the fucking time. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what are the odds? You know, I mean, for the whole connection, for the whole relationship, for as many seminars as he's done for me. And then by extension of, of me coming in contact with him through Caleb and then uh, Eric and him doing seminars with Eric. I mean, it's just a cool, a super cool uh, full circle type of a deal. And then for uh, for us to all be together at the Hickson. So uh, Hickson show on connection on the bicep. This counters someone grabbing you. Yep. Um, Keep your frame. He, he's teaching how to stay within himself instead of overextending and, uh, or letting the distance be closed. A lot of people say that uh, Hickson got the concept of connection from Akita. Reason. Okay, we're back. Audio feed kind of kicked off for a second. Okay, so Hickson's showing um, the base from the rear. So, like, he's grabbing around over both arms. They do under both arms, one arm in. Jack was show, showing me some crazy stuff that I'd never seen from, like, the grabs, too. You were talking some crazy history. Would you go over that again for me? Oh, so, so Kano was an internationalist, and he proliferated judo everywhere. And one, one of the guys that did was at one of the very first judo demonstrations at the United States, in the United States was named Maeda. And he ended up, because of the gentleman's agreement and Teddy Roosevelt basically being like, no more Japanese immigration in the United States, that guy's like anchoring his uh, hips to him backwards. So like... This is a great way to say an Augie someone. So you get connection, and uh, you make sure your feet are kind of open. It's like you're sitting on them. Yes, exactly. You you sit. It's like you anchor. Because um, there you're going down and back. For some reason, the audio keeps kicking off. Dude, it's because electronics and 
the CIA hate us. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm not trying to be that dude, but it could because I had my I could because I had my phone, which I'm casting on uh, right next to the computer. I don't know. Yeah, so he what it's he does much. is like I've got this I've got this stuff down pretty good. Like Jack was complimenting on some of the stuff, but like Jack Jack's got it on a uh, like yeah, three three or four times. Yeah, you can like so when I taught this at the seminar over the weekend. Like if somebody grabs you over the arms or around the body, you drop your hips and you can move your hips side to side. It's only while they're trying to pull you up. But if anyone lets you go or stops pushing you or stops pulling you, whether it's your lapels or pushing your chest or picking you up or pushing you sideways or grabbing you in a headlock, you it's just like a complete system of base. And like I've I've got my judo bite belt now and I've been doing judo for not quite a decade. Okay, trying this again. Audio shut off about half a dozen times on us in GarageBand. I'm actually getting a totally other setup for how I record my audio because, like, we're just doing audio only on this. I didn't, I didn't do the camera because it's just double the work. But uh, and I could take the audio. I just like having two feeds because, like, Jack's like the camera filled up on like the last ten. Anyway, I'm getting another digital recorder. So, because like uh, one of the very first podcasts I did, get the Google Drive kicked on on the computer. So like I had to just boot down for a second and turn off the Google Drive. to stupid background task and stuff. Sometimes you throw it off. I don't know if it's trying to update the computer or what. But so this is Jack taught this. Um, so if somebody's trying to pull back, like it's they're slack in the gi, right in the gi collar. So you, if someone's trying to go back, you like John has been throwing the shit out of people with mm -hmm. these inside leg trips. Like uh, they're called Ouchi and Kouchi and Judo. Um, they're leg reaps. Kouchi is kind of like a foot sweep, but it's uh, you're using your foot on the back of their leg, so they consider it a reap. Okay. But um, if you just back up, really, you can draw their leg forward. We call it a draw step and take them down. But the way like Hickson, so Hickson pulls straight down. He pulls the gi down. And that takes the slack out of the gi. So, um, and when um, he, they come in, he pushes everything away. And when they try and pull back, he tucks his pelvis and does a pelvic tuck and um, goes backwards. So it doesn't matter if you're pushing, pulling. You never, they, wow. like in judo, there's three kinds of stepping. Now and, listen, people, this is not <laughs> soft touch martial arts. Understand that this, even through rubber, this man is anchored to the earth simply by tucking his pelvis. The part of the uh, story that we were cut off on, he was talking about how martial arts is empowering yourself. Like what the concepts that Brian is discussing, that Hickson is discussing. Look at this toes dancing like Fred Astaire. It, this is the goal. And this purple guy had no no concept of base until like he's learning how to base right here on the on the spot. Let's see but, how far and this is true. You open your feet, you get good foot connection, and you you just kind of tuck your pelvis and push forward. It makes you a, a line. So, like, for anyone out there, if you get a chance to train with Jack Toffer or Henry Akins is another guy. And ironically, one of Henry's um, guys he went to high school with, like a friend from high school, His uh, he and his like, whole family train at the gym. 
So like, what are the odds of that? Wow. Yeah. So Henry Akins is from like uh, Edmond, Oklahoma, like somewhere, someplace like super close to here. And he went to school with this guy whose three daughters go to our gym. Whoa. Yeah. Dude, Hoist goes <laughs> to Cabot like twice a year almost. He's been coming pretty frequently. Dude, yeah, I don't give a fuck about Hoist Gracie. Whoa. You know the uh, the family though that I kind I think the dude the dude comes across and I mean I don't know him but he comes across as a, as a freaking asshole. Yeah, but I don't I don't know just it's like made a big scene after Eddie uh, and Hoyler fought on yeah, Metamorphosis. Dude, look at uh, Eddie. Eddie has been super super respectful to to the Gracie family. That's a that's a, a misconception I think a lot of people. But like it's like just because you dominated d- d- your brother doesn't mean you go get in dude's face, you know. Some of the firsthand stories that I've heard outside of competition about Hoyce haven't been terrible. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know the guy, but I also don't want to see him fighting um, on Bellator against Ken Shamrock in his fucking fifties. No, I didn't want to see him fight Matt Hughes either. So he's got another purple belt up here. What's cracking? Yeah, this isn't something he showed at the first and second seminars in Vegas. Uh, So, like, uh, dude, all the people I pulled on this, like, the way Hicks and body locks is completely different than anyone. Like, wrestlers... The way he sprawls, the way he body locks, his techniques that everyone knows and has always known is known for all time or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the way he does it is just different. It's based on these concepts, connection, the middle distribution of weight, posture. And, um, so that's it. See what he's doing there. That's that coach Igari throw I mentioned earlier, how he's sweeping the inside foot. Yeah, that guy's hips are not on. So he's got him like, but see how far hit back that guy's hips were from Hickson's. Yes, sir. So he has to he has to basically step up and connect his hips so they're like teed up like this. Like so that's how like Hickson destroyed how I thought you were supposed to do a hip throw. Yeah, as a thrower I always wanted good connection. I wanted to hook that and kind of pinch the elbows and crank down to the earth and thrust your hips in. So someone who isn't afraid of getting hip connection and they just want to make contact. And, I mean, look at him. His arms are out, dude. In a real conventional fight, you can say what you want about jiu-jitsu. You know, it is a... I do that all the time now. I did that tonight. Like three three different takedowns right there. Like, anybody that questions the effectiveness of jiu-jitsu, like, they're an idiot. Like they don't, they like, I can't eat, like, you can't fucking talk to those people because like, it's like, I just tell people like every now and then one of my newer guys will be like, well, my friend said so-and-so it's like, bring him in. Like, you know, and it's like, or your friend will never fucking cross the threshold. I don't think my orbital bone was broken, but I was definitely bleeding eternally quite a bit in my sinuses. And I had that kind of fisheye lens when I looked up over the next couple of weeks after solo, uh, Chris solo Hatley hit me, but, uh, you you fight through it, you know, the blood, whatever, breathing. But you get choked or you get slammed. You know, you are you have a limb being lost. And, uh, you know, but people, that's, that's the side. When I say it, it sounds terrible. You know, understand as the general public, it's the most passive, cool, you know, easygoing group of people. Laugh, all kinds of subjects. People are knowledgeable. 
very small ego in in a good gym you can go to the wrong gym anywhere and yeah we keep and it's just like periodically it doesn't matter who, like you talk to any gym owner you, and willie has some funny ass stories too and i, I mean just uh, people that come in or it, it blows my mind how like the uh, well you know i learned reverse jujitsu in my uncle's tool shed or whatever it is and it's just like i just i don't even put up with that shit anymore i'm like no you didn't Get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, because, you know, jiu-jitsu, I love hearing stories of people's first time of jiu-jitsu that stuck with it because a lot of times, um, and I don't just turn people away or anything. Don't, I don't want that. I'm, I'm kind of exaggerating. But, um, like, the people that come in and they get humbled, because you will get humbled. Hey, I was choked literally five, seven times by a 15-year-old. He was a wrestler in Tempe, Arizona, or like Mesa, Arizona. Dude, Bryce, when, even when Bryce is like uh, not even 18, so Bryce is uh, a friend of ours that's on The Ultimate Fighter right now. Bryce ran me out of my shoes when he was like 17. Dude, I, or yeah, I remember one time when and Bryce was 17, we were sparring. Ask about me. And um, I was just like, God damn, like he just would not come off of me. And I was just like, okay, well, you're way more legit than last time we sparred. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know, uh, same thing I, I said I could be said for, uh, you know, like back in the day, I sparred with Chauncey. See how Hickson has to bend up? He just spent back up, but he's bent over. He's hunched yeah, he's, over. He has most certainly taken some time off, bro. I'd love to do some work with him, bro. Just fucking move some chi, bro. It's amazing what energy movement does he needs man, he needs some serious tr uh, like he needs to get stem cell injections or something yeah. like uh, his yeah. back is super That's degenerated the side of science that we should have but i do feel also we should respect our ability to pass on to the next realm with respect just saying well we're still rolling on the podcast audio awesome. feed so that's good it stopped like six times but we've been going back for like six or seven minutes now yeah. so this is uh this is one thing that like i don't know i wouldn't say i li didn't like it at the seminar but you see all the shit he just like he just talked about base he's like so to him it's like hey we're gonna drill base and he shows all this stuff and then he's like all right go work on that and then he walks around and he works with like every group one time if he can't uh for the most part i think he he does work with every group one time but he really puts a lot of info out and then like these guys haven't even drilled yet huh. so it's like it's honestly like almost like a lecture like that you do do some it's drilling at. and i got you know so i got four total hours in two days three hours in one hour but the three-hour seminar part of it was taken over by the promotional thing, but he still went on, man. It was we definitely got our fucking money's worth, you know. It was two hundred bucks for me, and then two hundred bucks for Cora, and I would have paid what? Like you can't pay for that experience. It's like yeah, Bonamassa. You can't pay for that, bro. Yeah, well, in like uh, like I told you, uh, it's like I t I do get what the saying like money doesn't buy or create happiness means, but it's like but like in a lot of situations like. It cost it cost a fair amount of money to be in that room, but it um, it really changed things for me. Like I said, like it, it, that experience. Exactly the enlightenment. Made, yeah, That's now, a, now he's going into breathing. Yeah, it's a concept that uh, the majority of people throughout history have understood: is that we share this connection, we go through things universally, and when you're in a room full of enlightened people and they share knowledge and you know things that are old and traditional 
What's that saying? That you if you're in the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Imagine how Hickson feels all the time. Like, I mean, so I don't know if he speaks three languages, but they say, I mean, imagine how high his IQ is. And they say for you to speak like three different, like, cause like Portuguese, Japanese, and English are not all very similar in uh, their, their like structure. Yeah. But so if he does speak Japanese as well, and it may just be like, he may just be able to do some like base level communication, but if he can speak three languages. John for um, sure was saying tonight, you know, you, you just own that and you own the corporate world, bro. Yeah. Yeah, being able to communicate, and that's like I'm always impressed by uh, like certain European countries uh, that are like s super close to other countries that have different dialects and like people be able to speak three languages. But I think that has more to do with, like I said, like the structure of those languages, like Japanese and Portuguese is a lot different. A lot of your European dialects are very similar. Mm -hmm. And he legitimately sounds American, you know. So, you know, some great sources for uh, Hickson going into the breathing or that Hickson Gracie Cup, he goes into it, uh, this big uh, excerpt on it. And I've, I've watched it several times and referred a bunch of people to it. That's, uh, I believe, on the Jiu-Jitsu Times' channel. Um, but a lot of these techniques, like the three in, three out, like that's a, and I don't know the technical names, but that's one from yoga. Um, how he's doing the, like the deep belly breathing, uh, the, the one that he does in choke, um, where it's like a Kundalini style. Mm -hmm. Um, just, it's crazy how he like can compartmentalize. It's like, almost like he compartmentalizes what lung he's breathing out of. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, so like, but Crone Gracie on Joe Rogan too, he said, imagine massaging your diaphragm with no air in your lungs. So like he'll blow all the air out and get that deep belly exhale and then move his diaphragm up and down and then he'll do side to side and then he can like roll it. It's wild, dude. Have you seen that video of him doing that in choke where he's doing the Kundalini and he's just like sucking his belly in? I don't think we'll watch it after the seminar is over. Cool. I don't know. It's probably, we've been podcasting for like 45 minutes, but like it, it stopped a couple of times. The video kept going and it got off sync with my phone. So I don't know. So this is a clip or an excerpt. I wonder, I wonder when they're gonna drill. More knowledge than I've seen, you know, in one block in a seminar. But truth be told, man, Hickson at this point probably feels like, man, I can only speak to the Japanese people, you know, two or three more. Well, times. and it may be because he knows that they're gonna that he. Like, I mean, he doesn't, they don't put this out on video without his permission. Yeah, exactly. So I bet, and you know, and that's something. where he's been like super strategic yeah. about what, what video goes out. Like I said, he's doing an instructional. I don't know what his net worth is. I mean, he's got to be well off, but Jack told me that he just like le leases his car and r rents his house. That way he can just, he's not tied down. You know, he can go do whatever. He can go be an Acai stand owner in Brazil if he wants. Like he, yep. he can do anything at all times. So, like, that's another thing, like, the way that Hickson plays his weight and, and things, like, when people are trying to pick him up and or, or knock him off balance, it makes the opponent strain, makes mm -hmm. you get tired. Yeah. And you're doing the minimal, like, and that's a, a principle that came over from judo, judo it's called, uh, and I forget the Japanese words for it, but it's uh, max, maximum efficiency, minimal effort. 
You fill up your lungs and you, you, we literally have, it's called air key. There's three different types of key. It's air key, the universal key, the uh, food key, and then your prenatal key. That's called Jing. That's what we learned it as. And, uh, you know, what we're doing is using the potential of ourselves and we just have this natural ability to generate heat and, you know, people can purify water, I believe. Life in general, posture. Breathing can help you for not only for fighting, but life in general. So audience, can, we're the only ones that can hear uh, the seminar. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. Yeah. So um, that's why I'm, I'm kind of narrating some of it. Well, uh, I apologize for sounding like an artist all no, the time. No, no, no. Nah. Well, now that's one thing. It took me a while to figure it out, so I had to go straight from the TV into the headphone amp and, and bypass the mixer to get – he's got a blue belt out now. Uh, so like, and I could on, sometimes I'll put like a video, um, in the, or, uh, a picture in the bottom corner of the podcast, but it's just, it's easy to not do edits. That's why I said like, oh, we're seven minutes in or something. People can watch, uh, if they want, I may see if I can sync up the seminar, but I have to download the 52 minute seminar or whatever. If I want to pull it into the video and it's just twice the video. Cause that man, some, the videos take a while to upload. Like we're doing audio only audio is not, I mean, it, I'll, I'll have this on and it'll share from Podbean to YouTube by the end of the night. And, um, it'll go on super fast. That's awesome. So this is another good one. Guys leaning back too much. I mean, this changed the way I wrestle. It changed the way I st like stand up in judo, like all the stuff that you're seeing him show. So this is a great, 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 that's Sukanagi. This is a great overview of some of the stand-up principles that he, that he shows. And Jack showed me a couple like the standing Americana or Udi Garami in judo and um, counters to a standing front choke yes, and, exactly. and some of the more self-defense and stuff that's supposedly going to be on the self-defense unit. And we worked on a lot of stand-up after um, he, he did a couple privates. I did a private with him with Michael and then Bob and then um, – I, and then he and I worked for about another hour after that. Like so, like that's one thing that Jack showed me, kind of getting out of a headlock into a cuffing position. So what he's showing is that if an opponent comes up and kind of stands beside you, like he's yeah, your like buddy, bull, bully headlock, yeah, bully headlock, side headlock, you know, like he's your buddy and just kind of well, and you. man, like Jack showed me one of those like on the ground, kind of like Kessa Gatami, you know, or Kessa or Scarfold head arm wrestlers call it, but just like around your head from side control. Yeah. So instead of pulling away or, you know, trying to punch your opponent from a Dude, position, and it's, it sucks. Like, being yeah. in that headlock. And thinking that you're just going to pop your head out and, you know, grab it with two hands and fight out, and he was showing punches. You can't. Like, when people yeah. really put the pressure on. Yeah, like, like that's... put their hips into you. Instead of pulling away and panicking, breathe, get heavy, get your hips into them, get your chest into them. And, uh, well, it's like, dude, you can, like... I like today, for example, it's like when you have a 300 pound white belt on top of you, none of that shit works. Mm. It's like, you got to stay calm. And like, it's, it's crazy how, like, how like you can take a new student that weighs substantially more 
and like and it were Hickson, for example, it's like like Jack was saying, like, dude, he grabbed me up in this position and there's no dealing with it. Like I one of Caleb's guys shared this, um, and I hope he's listening, shared this thing that was like a guy like and it, Jack just showed me this stuff about someone choking you like this. And it's like I will tap I will tap somebody with that right now, but he's like the choke you thought existed before you trained BJJ. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, like no one's doing these moves I'm talking to you about. Okay, I'm telling you right now. The people that Americans are paying to learn self-defense from, go on Facebook and look up dumbass martial arts. Oh, and you were just talking about yes, that page. man, because it's been a beautiful week. People have been sharing, like, seriously, I, I five follow. different videos. Yeah, and... So I'm not. I do not want to totally discredit light, uh, light touch martial arts, okay, or light force martial arts, force touch stuff, because there are people who understand. Energy, it's just tai a, it's for a different. Like it's not a combat martial art. Yeah, exactly. It's not something that I would try to. If there's an enraged bull, I'm gonna sleep touch the bull, and you know. Okay. So, anyways, let's move on from that, and like when, when you look at dang, where were we, bro? Uh, well, we were talking about headlock, like bully headlock. So, like, somebody got submitted in the UFC. It's like nobody, nobody really knows how to deal with the bully headlock because no one really usually has a, an untrained person hop on that head like I'm saying right now. Like, when Jack put me in it, I was like, holy shit. Like, it's like almost like getting grabbed in a tie clinch. So some, some dude... A uh, big old yoked guy submitted a dude, which is a side headlock. I mean, it's just like, it's kind of a neck crank, I guess you could say. But you can do it from standing like they were just doing. You can do it on the ground. And that's what we're talking about. But, and like, so like, I know like some NFL teams have like employed Aikido on their line. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's like our, ju- you know, our judo sensei at the gym right now, McMillan, he's got a six degree in Aikido and it definitely helps and broadens his understanding. Like I said, for the linemen. yeah, any NFL fan knows that line play makes the team. Well, all, all martial arts have great principles. Like some of the low kicks that John Jones throws in, um, in his game or Hexagonal from a patterns. Well, they're from a, they're from a Filipino martial art called Ponab Jockman, which came from the JKD circles. And it's like those principles of that oblique kick. And I mean, they might exist in other martial arts and they do, but it's like, they were imp- like, you, if you know the martial arts history side of it, you know that they, Oh, well, okay. So da, 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 and this is the source in which I'm citing, which says that they came from Ponab Jockman who he went there and blah, blah, blah. This is a guy named Paul Vunak is an old school JKD guy. And he had mm-hmm. some instructionals out and he has one on it's low. It's, it's like the art of low line kicking. It's like a, a lot of the art is based on like trapping and leg kicking. But, um, like, so that's, like I said, Hickson's got a judo bite belt and an Aikido bite belt. And his dad was Elio Gracie. So like he runs some unique lenses over the top of his and like like Jack just said when he showed back up from being um he got connected bro. being gone he was just like hey yeah we do it this way now yeah. and some of the stuff you'll see from the ninety three seminars is the same some of it's different and um like Jack said like all their self defense stuff like so he's working in the guard now but he said all their self defense stuff they start off like hey yeah I grab my neck. Okay, now I'm getting out. But like when Jack like turned it up like to let's say they do three levels. When he turned it up to level three, like it was like it'd freak you out. Like because it's like like it's really someone like full on grabbing your neck and making you tap with I both understand. hands. Like and no one's training that way. 
Whether it's from mount, whether it's from standing, Yo, it's like it's, I got to be master during's <laughs> test dummy for like twenty uh, yeah, seconds. That dude is definitely training that way, yeah, bro. It was amazing. He Did, was training some local police. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. At our gym, right? Yeah, yeah. And Blake gym. was out there. It was incredible just to be snapped to the ground a couple times. Dude, he has the sickest. Like somebody was talking shit the other day on some Facebook page about doing standing wrist locks, and I was just like, no. You're I still stupid. remember a simple someone throws a football in right hand, you know, the big Why would you not right, Why you would you not do down, everything? You anchor two hands, let that punch hit you and let it shrug, connect the shoulder, forearm to their chest and uh kind of side of their neck and then back of your uh back of your forearm to the back of their neck and jawline. Grasp the other hand with an S grip and crank downward and uh what you do is you connect on the opposite side of the head you step behind them with your front lead leg and you like basically just fall to the ground you go straight down and they naturally will fall around your back leg and go to the ground and uh master drink showed a few der derivatives from there you can arm lock you can set up punches to the face and quarter guard with your knee over during has such sick like close quarter striking from those like holding positions too so like that's just like like the the style of jiu-jitsu that he like so he does a like a old school family japanese jiu-jitsu style mm -hmm. that he learned from a guy that crazy story i want to have during come on and just do like a whole series of like like Danny Dring unraveled or, or whatever and like Can do like imagine? weeping style unraveled, kickboxing unraveled. That that man has lived, yeah. Oh and yeah. And too the, the guy the guy here in Arkansas for boxing. The last thirty years. Like you said, it's a great time to be alive as, as a martial artist. It is, and that's why I want to I want to record um I want to record some of that, and I wish I could record more of like there's a guy that was uh like he's president of Golden Gloves and Silver Gloves and has been boxing for Seventy years. He's like eighty-eight years old or something. His name's He's Ray the Rogers. Dude kicking the, you know what, out of the twenty-three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, pro, 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 basically, pro, pro. basically He's like that 20 guy. Feet long when he punches. Yeah, but uh, right now what Hickson is doing is calling out another blue belt, and like he's bowing in. He's probably going to uh, shake his. He's hand probably and, shitting his pants right yeah, now. I know kid, I was. Kid's a little awkward, and he's like. I couldn't, stand here. I couldn't believe it when he called me out there. I was so nervous, man. I, I mean, in a good way. I was just like, oh, because oh, oh. he like puts you on the spot. He's like, hey, I know you've never seen this stuff and you might think you know it, but you don't. No. And uh, we're going to learn it in front of the whole class of 199 other people and all these, you know, other people watching that are not, you know, doing the seminar. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is a good he, he does this as a counter to the. um so like we did this and uh, we did the same uh, we did getting a double under body lock and kickboxing tonight so um in kickboxing you did it yeah we did like we did like a cross stepping hook cross and then like yeah, slide out we, yeah so got the got the double under body uh, so like we used uh we used the same combo set up either a leg kick uh, a body lock a double leg or a tack lynch hmm. but yeah hickson shows a really good way to kind of like do like a turtle back and uh, double over hooks to get uh, to counter a body lock from the front, a double under body lock from the front. So, Super effective uh, and uh, most effective way I've ever seen to do it. And, and actually really similar to a way that Willie uh, shows to open the uh, Willie McLaughlin broad MMA, the coach of Bryce Mitchell, who we just mentioned on the Ultimate Fighter, um, how he shows to open the closed guard. He calls it, um, I think he might call it cat back.
Uh, yeah, exactly. You do a cat cow, and you basically a cat cow. I'm sorry, is hip ups. Like when you think of a cat arching its back, and then a cow has a sway back, and so by tilting the pelvis and changing the shape of your spine, using your chin as an anchor, back of your head as an anchor, your ear as an anchor, you make connection, and basically he's like he's owning this cat. Yeah, see, that's another thing. Is like nobody can stay belt. on now balance. Now he's back with the blue belt. Yep. See that stepping back, it connects the right. shoulder on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Not and then you, your chest. then you arch that back, and you pinch your, pinch your arms. It's a super good counter to a body lock. Probably the most effective counter I've ever nice. seen. Look at that see, kid. Yeah. yeah, I like how he always like he'll like any forward, backward, side pushing. He'll mountain climb into you just to test and see if you're off balance. And like he said, he'll mountain climb. That's so I, mean, I think I mentioned this earlier. We might have got cu cut off, but like um, a lot of judo is getting someone to take like a falling step, like a step where they put weight on it and they bring forward and like put too much weight on the leg they stepped with, forward or backward, side to side. It doesn't matter to the corners, yeah. and um, like getting them to like basically like if he pulled if he pulled the the guy in the blue belt forward and he took a big step with that right leg. Yes, sir. That would be, like, Hickson's whole system seems to be about, like, preventing that from ever happening. Like, he does a lot of little baby stepping, you know, and like Jack was saying, that's how they do the warm-up a lot of times is they'll get in just the defensive posture. That's called Jigatai in Judo. Just the, So, like, that's one thing that Jack and um, – Jigatai means defensive posture. So there's um, uh, sh uh, Shizentai. Sh uh, sh uh, what maybe uh, maybe I'm saying that incorrectly. I can't. So it's natural posture, defensive posture, and I learned that from these guys. I didn't like you know, like I just feel like a lot of like people talk about martial arts getting watered down and stuff. It's like there ain't nothing watered down about Hickson's stuff, and but a lot of other stuff I've seen, um, and just like there's nothing watered down about um, drink stuff. But a lot of stuff I've seen and like you, you get on the internet you, and you don't know what you're looking for. And even if you do, you can get watered down stuff. Like I, I was just like, just kind of came to the synopsis recently that doing a knee bar and like when you don't have that other leg knotted up and they have, they have like one leg free that putting them in a toe hold like turns them out of the knee bar and it's like a fake thing. And it's like, there'll be, I was going to show you tons of videos of world champions showing that same concept and I'll show you videos where no one's getting taps doing it in jujitsu tournaments, uh -huh. you know? So it's like, you know, I, and that's one thing. It's like they, uh, Jack said this and, um, I will say this too. So they're finally drilling now is that, um, Hicks and stuff like exposes all the weaknesses. Like it works from the point of like, Oh, here's all the ways you can defend it. So that's the way I do it this way where all those ways don't work. Like on that Americana, so many things I've learned from that. Their like circle of of uh, style uh, is, uh, I mean, it's just taught me that to work from the point of like, well, I don't want to do it in a way where mm -hmm. they can do these three escapes. Like you know, he, well, here's the three main escapes. Everyone knows the armbar. Well, what if you could do the armbar in a way where no, no, three of the, all three of those escapes wouldn't work? You know, so it's like almost like they frame a little argument beforehand, so you you know. You know, man, Jeff Funicello has this picture of two Spartans fighting. And, like, basically, 
it, one man is so anchored down and pinned to the ground that his <coughs> arm is fully extended behind him up in the air, and the man on top of him has nothing but like a knee on his calf and one hand on his wrist. And that's the ultimate goal is you are totally chilling, dude is on the ground, you know, completely neutralized, and you have your knee doing a little calf cutter pain and a wrist lock that if you chose to, you could probably hurt someone, you know, seriously. And it's, uh, it's passive to get there. As, as little effort, like you said, you want to breathe easy, self-defense. JJGF is the Jiu-Jitsu Global Federation. It's Hickson's, uh, I guess, association or federation that he started. They have the Hickson Gracie Cup. Like, this is what he's promoting. You can see the banners in the background. Like, the self-defense unit's all about promoting that. And So, and then two years ago when I was in Vegas, first time I'd ever saw Hickson, he just, like, came walking past me in the lobby and he was there, like, given, like, accepting the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Gracie family. And, uh, and I was just, like, I was on the phone with Jack, or I might have called Jack, and I'm like, dude, Hickson's right in front of me in the lobby. He's got, yeah. like, handlers and shit, man. Call him and tell him to come talk to me or something. And I don't know. And he's like, dude, just go talk to him and tell him you're on the phone with me. And I'm like, I'm like no, me. dude, I can't. I can't do it. And I was like, he's going in the other room. And he's like, you're going to lose it. Don't. And then he, like, way. goes in the other room, and he's like, Dude, and you, you were cool it. enough to chill, and nature took over. I know. Then the very next year, that's that's what happened. So I think they're winding it down on the seminar. But, um, yeah, yeah, you guys definitely uh, check this out. So just a quick review. The Six and Gracie Workshop, Tokyo 2018, February I, 11th was the date. I feel like this was an extraordinarily valuable piece of information well if you if you take this into context with anything he shows from those 93 from stand up facet of your life things just fall into place you put this into your household into your business and you let people be free and you know any person who's tall person who's short person who's this person who's that you know they're gonna as long as they're strong enough to do what they're you know doing what they are here to do you know they're just going to succeed it's crazy how things flow, bro. It's easy. But this is all stand up for the most part. But if you if you look at some of those other resources and like so like he's got enough out right now and I suggest suggest to everybody to buy that self defense unit series. Um, he put a promotional video out on it the other day. But if you watch, because it's like we're still in a time where there's not like there's not a ton of Hickson information out there. There's a lot of little bitty documentaries and stuff. I and like I was like, like dude, like less than five years ago, I was like watching Hickson jo- documentaries in Japanese because he would speak English in them, but it would be like all narrated in Japanese and Japanese subtitles and stuff. And uh, but like he, when it would be him talking in English or sometimes Portuguese. And I would watch it, like, just because that's all there was other than choke. And, like, there were no instructionals. There were no him showing techniques. There's nothing like what we're watching right now, which is now over. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, they, they only drilled for, like, two minutes of that entire thing. But, you know, like I said, they, they, this video will be up forever. So, um, but if anybody wanted to, like, here, this is just coming up next, ironically, the Hicks and Gracie MAI Maya Martial Arts International Association. Or, I'm sorry. 
what does the I stand for? Martial Arts Industry Association Super Show 2017. That was the one I told you at Facebook Live in the group. It's only like 20 minutes. He shows a ton of stand-up in this and mostly stand-up from that day. Um, starts off like pretty much everything. And I feel like that's a chronic illness of a lot of jiu-jitsu academies is they don't start from standing at the beginning of every class. Like if I don't for start from standing in the class, I free, I, I pre-frame and, uh, in, uh, context why we're I not going to be standing doing standing as your hardcoreness. If you are a hardcore st school, you start standing. Yeah. We kind of get a rep for that. And then like, we do a ton of leg locks too. So like, and we like tonight, like our, we warmed up with Stan and we uh, were setting up singles, doubles and front headlocks all off of a collar and bicep tie. Dude, I saved my life a few times with blind scrambles from your like Hickson's bending legs over tonight. in this one. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, um, calf cutter. I'm going to go ahead and sign this off real quick. Um, and we can, we can continue watching this, but, uh, this uh, on now is Martial Arts Industry Association Super Show 2017. There's Caleb sitting right there. You see him? It's crazy. Bro. Right there, over dude. Yeah. Right I don't there. know if we have not walked in yet or if we're sitting somewhere else, but we're right in there, and they're just giving Hickson's introduction. He's wearing his red belt, so he's just been promoted the day before at that seminar I told you at. Yes, sir. So he's giving a little talk. most easygoing dude you know you know what i mean he is man he's a funny guy too yeah i can say that about uh william mclaughlin also coach willie he you go into his gym it's the most pleasant atmosphere it is man willie's such a welcoming guy and two will get right up in that ass if he needs to in like yeah. a super positive way like Don't i've never you know i was just thinking about him yesterday truth. uh we'll just keep watching this for a minute before i before i wrap it up so something that we got off on and we never got on um, on our last podcast was the concept of space-time. And uh, something that when we get connected, people that, you know, I think the normal person would consider uh, connected or enlightened uh, understands is that the universe, time is relative and that early in the universe's expansion uh, there was no concept of time, you know, time that we understand on Earth never quite understood because our gravity never existed. So when you there's this highlight in uh, intelligence squared where it has science disproven God's existence, and one of the dudes from the uh, the four movement makes a joke about how can there be light in the universe you know let there be light before there was a sun and Dinesh D'Souza of all people makes this joke about well that's the view taken by every atheist and three percent of you know people who believe in God whatever three percent of Christians you know so uh, uh, it, it's funny to me because well there's this free uh, it is MIT there there's this MIT professor who has a free entire course lecture on the expansion of the universe and the early universe was pure plasma energy it was pure light man when when light hit water what happened was just the expansion and the Fibonacci sequence anyone out there um, listening the basis of a lot of mathematics and the the shell the conch that we see all throughout nature um, it's all based on zero and one light on water and the zero earth yin is what jitsu is jujitsu 
So what we're learning from Hickson is how literally, like every person, we have chi or a magnetic field, you know, we all have our magnetic field. And regardless of what we are physically or, you know, mentally, what our capabilities are, we have the ability to be the best of what we are. And mentality, that's why we hear about mentality. People who love us are going to be a little tough on us. And I think that some people don't hear it and some people do, bro. Oh, yeah. I give people advice all the time that ask for it and they don't listen all the time too. It's and I don't even care, honestly, because it's just like, hey, you know, it's that's just like it's just part of the role. Like is owning school, you you have to uh, deal with it. Like you know, like one of my mentors all the time. He's like, um, you know, if you own a martial arts school, you're in the people business and not like in a in a monetary sense. In yeah, a sense that like people... you have to manage all these personalities and exactly. expectations exactly. and and neediness and and things of that nature like just periodically we get like super needy members where it's like whereas like noah like just like in terms of you know we interact with all our members but like it would take um you know we would have to interact with this member like six times as much so and then they would you know it's just like always something hey can you do this will you do that like oh i need to talk to you about this and it's you know which I never, you know, we we don't really mind, but it's at the point that it starts taking taking away from time that we have to give to other people, and it's like you have to balance all that out, you know. Students sitting in class call call the arm up with the upper arm bent being on deck, like you're just on deck with your question, you know, your hand is loaded all the time, and there is a you know there's ego involved with being that person you can't possibly have that many questions that you expect to learn before you actually start applying yourself in your trade whatever it is much less something like martial arts or oh no man like i like all of this all this i'm saying you know about like like what it's like been like training with this circle of in school of thought on hickson's jiu-jitsu it's um i'm i'm almost 11 and a half years into training super regularly i mean uh i've been i I opened my own school in 2012 and um started coaching a couple years before that because uh caleb and and them had moved to northwest arkansas so it's um you know it's just it's super humbling to still be getting exponentially what i would say in my mind exponentially better having been as engaged as i have in doing private lessons and seminars and burning up the roads and bringing people in and cross training and studying and you know like really doing everything i could do competing i've competed a ton in jiu-jitsu He's having fun. that's all he just hey said. that's me right there in the red gi ah there goes brian yeah i wore red gi to the hickson seminar suck it there's Cora, my lovely wife. Yep. She's so pretty. Dude, she is the bomb diggy human She's being. She's the best. I just, I just like her. I, I, I know that she's, she's the best, and I've always known she's the best. Yep. But I just like, it's like I just realized it recently, <laughs> like more than ever. Like I just think how that's good how, how relationships good. work, though, because we, we don't change that much from when we're kids, bro. We and what I am saying is that you can extrapolate that out. You know, you know people as soon as you know people, for the most part. If you're in touch with yourself and you're seeking the truth and light, you know, 
And Cora, for anyone who knows, I know y'all are doing your podcast, but Cora knows, dude. You know? She, I mean, it too, is she's, you know, I will say this, like, until you're like 23 to 25, you can, um, she did, she's about to turn 26, uh, her next birthday. But you can, it's just, those are everything preceding that time. And they say it's like 23 for women. It's just such a, a time of growing, you know, like while you're forming your prefrontal cortex or, I mean, I, I tell people this all the time, like I'm actually, uh, kind of against the idea of doing like hardcore drugs before that age, uh, just simply because, uh, it can impact, uh, Nate and I kind of talked about this on the podcast the other night. It could impact your, um, basically the formation of your, your identity of yourself. You know, before before it's time, it could send you off mentally and and or physically in a in another direction. And you never get to fully develop. And um, like we were we were just talking about it um, briefly. And like after the podcast, we were both like, I almost said this, and I was like, Bro, I almost said that too. There we're, is a difference between you know having an experience and learning something, and completely blowing your mind every day because our mind is something that we of course facebook living right there i don't know if you can see ha ha <laughs> yep i was probably rolling around with my girly o chilling though it's funny we just you know got to follow on force of life man i think that's dave kovar that um, he's showing with hey man have you talked about jujitsu logic yet dude no no, not yet. Uh, which I gotta talk to my web guy some more. But like, I've been trying for like a pretty good while, and about fifteen hundred dollars and countless hours of my time. Which I have the videos, no matter what. But like, it's just such a pain having to rely on a person to upload your content. Like I was saying earlier, like I'm gonna have this podcast which go on an hour and seventeen minutes. I'll have it on like iTunes, Stitcher pod being and youtube before like 10 minutes after we're done you know yeah, what i'm everyone saying everyone has their politics but all of these things that you could easily copyright and make a lot of money off of you know through through your own channels and only your own crap well yeah and i'm gonna only end up, your own network i'm gonna probably like end up like i just re, like i mean it's just you know it's, it can be expensive having websites and like i'm not a, i don't build websites myself um, but, uh, making some changes to our websites for the gym and whatnot. And we've been building a member website, but, um, you know, it's, it's something I think about every day and, uh, we're going to roll, yeah. we're going to roll out more with it as time goes on, but I'm, I'm making some changes right now. Experiences, man. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just like it, you know, right now I'm really focused on just like my audience at the gym for martial arts techniques, I guess you could say. And then, um, you know, I'm going to go broader with that at some point, like what I'm doing with this podcast and like, what you know, and like, I'm, I'm on the fence on whether or not I'm going to keep blogging, but I may start a, I may start a blog and host it as itself, but I'm just trying to get where I'm the master of uploading my own content. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I'm going to go out here. So you showing the so-so to counter I mentioned earlier. I'm going to go ahead and sign this off because 
kind of got to go take a piss. So, but uh, appreciate uh, appreciate you coming over and uh, podcasting it up. I'm working on old Brent earlier. He's actually been teaching some classes for me. He's trained Teddy Bravo. Great yeah, dude. I was going to say today uh, that dude's background real quick. He is still a con. He has been military a long time. He's still a contractor. Occasionally working with our special forces. I walk into yeah. this gym today and I get the opportunity. You know, we cover medical real quick. Do our background. Uh, he's seen a chiropractor he's done different things yeah he's been seeing my guy yeah exactly and you know i got to put hands on him for maybe half an hour kickboxing going on in the next room we're just chilling working he comes out feeling you know 10 years younger or whatever it is yeah he was super happy about that that. it's on the level man it's 100 percent on the level it's an honor yeah because he just messaged me earlier and was like before you even messaged me and was like oh my back is jacked up because uh, he's been teaching like about half the Nogi classes because I've just been having to cover in some real specific stuff that he knows and is really enjoys doing like 10th Planet stuff like Rubber Guard and Lockdown but mm-hmm. anyway we'll uh, sign off here Jiu Jitsu Unraveled number 2 Hicks and Gracie Workshop Tokyo 2018 February yes. 11th oh. was the date of that event so uh, check out that and check out the other resource we talked about signing off <laughs>